The Philippine Food and Drug Administration approves the sale of a traditional Chinese drug used to treat COVID-19 patients in China. But experts say the medicine needs further study. Democratic Vice Presidential Candidate Kamala Harris blames the Trump administration for the severity of the coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. And Filipina Shell to permanently close down its refinery in Batangas due to the pandemic. Good afternoon, I'm Stanley Palisara. Dateline Philippines begins right now. The Philippine Food and Drug Administration has approved the sale of a traditional Chinese drug that's used to treat COVID-19 patients in China. The Chinese embassy in Manila has said the drug treats mild and moderate coronavirus cases. But FDA Director General Eric Domingo clarifies the medicine was approved here in the Philippines only for treating respiratory illnesses and not for use as COVID-19 treatment. He adds it can only be used upon a doctor's prescription. Natin is traditionally used herbal product, helps remove heat toxin invasion of the lungs, including symptoms such as fever, aversion to cold, muscle soreness, stuffy and runny nose. So if a patients have these symptoms or these symptom complexes, a doctor can prescribe this medicine for them. It's a prescription medicine here in the Philippines. It's not an over-the-counter drug. An infectious diseases expert believes more studies need to be done on the newly approved traditional Chinese drug before it can be used to treat COVID-19 in the Philippines. Dr. Mario Panaligan, president of the Philippine College of Physicians, says a Chinese study found Linhua Kingwen herbal medicine capsules shortened the recovery time of some 200 patients with mild COVID-19 symptoms. But Panaligan notes it still has to be tested on a larger sample to completely rule out side effects. Consider po rin natin po sa investigational, hihingan po rin natin na informed consent yung mga pasyente o yung kamag-anak para alam nila, no, kailangan pa po ng mas malawak na pag-aaral. Pagamat meron na nga isang study na nagsabi na pwede po siya makatulong, pero kailangan po rin natin malaman kung talagang safe siya, yung talagang walang halo side effects, pero Now experts call for caution after Russia claimed to have developed the world's first COVID-19 vaccine. The Philippine Health Department says it needs more information on that vaccine before any or making any recommendation. Christine Sabilio reports. Russia's announcement that it has the world's first COVID-19 vaccine made headlines around the world. But many experts question the safety and efficacy of the vaccine since it only underwent less than two months of clinical trials. Hindi pa po talaga natapos yung phase 3 clinical trial at wala pa po tayong clear na evidence na gumagana po ito at safe. Kinakailangan po natin ito i-treat as a potential investigational drug. Based on international standards, vaccines must undergo a number of phases including preclinical trials or animal testing and phase 1 or safety trials. Phase 2 involves expanded testing while phase 3 trials are large enough to check the efficacy of the vaccine. We have to determine the kind of antibodies that are potentially elevated. Are these the neutralizing antibodies that actually prevent the virus from coming in? And are we actually seeing potential side effects outside from the usual of uh, fever or headache? 
there are potential for sudden increase in severity of the illness. Dr. Beaver Tamesis adds the Russian vaccine is complicated because it involves two doses. The World Health Organization says the vaccine will have to undergo rigorous review and assessment before passing the pre-qualification process. The United States' top health official also asserts vaccine development should not be rushed. Even more important, it would have been reported in a timely, accurate, and transparent manner. The Philippines Health Secretary says they have yet to recommend the Russian vaccine. documents, so we need to have more information. The agency also assures the public the vaccine will undergo proper assessment. The country's science and technology department met with the manufacturers of Russia's vaccine to discuss the possible inclusion of the country in its clinical trials. It has to be tried here in our local setting as well, and that is one of our conditions so that we will be able to see the effect on our populations. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte has volunteered to test out the vaccine himself. But Malacanang says the presidential security group will decide whether it can be administered to President Duterte. The palace, however, stresses the Philippines is ready to work with Russia on clinical trials and vaccine production, subject to Manila's existing laws and local processes. Christine Sabilio, ABS-CBN News. The Philippines' COVID-19 tally has breached the 143,000 mark. That's after the health department recorded 4,444 new cases Wednesday, the fifth highest daily increase. Metro Manila accounts for over half of the newly reported infections. The country's death toll is now at 2,404, while recovery is near 69,000. Three in five Filipinos believe more responsibility rests on the national government in addressing the pandemic, according to the latest SWS survey. Only 23% say local governments must assume greater responsibility, while 14% believe both are equally responsible. Members of the Philippine Interagency Task Force Against COVID-19 have a new assignment, provide stronger support to local government units. Resolution number 62 identified 17 cities and four provinces with high community transmission that will be assigned to each IATF member. The list includes Quezon City, which has been assigned to Health Secretary Francisco Duque and Cabinet Secretary Carlo Nograles. The province of Laguna was also named and assigned to Presidential Communications Secretary Martin Andanar. The IATF members are directed to strictly monitor the area's health system performance and compliance to isolation and treatment protocol. The Philippines' COVID-19 contact tracing TAR admits most local government units still don't have an efficient trading program or tracing program until now. Baguio City Mayor Benjamin Magalong's goal is to identify at least 37 contacts of a coronavirus patient in urban settings. But even in the national capital region, the epicenter of the outbreak in the country, Magalong says only up to seven contacts of a patient are traced. Magalong adds his team will continue to go around the country to help improve the contact tracing capabilities of LGUs. They're just overwhelmed with the number of cases that what they usually do is just uh, contact trace the members of the household. They don't go for the uh, close contact of the close contact. The good news is uh, many of the, our mayors, especially in Metro Manila, are already actively involved, unlike in the provinces we're in, you know, uh, contact tracing is still uh, placed at the, uh, you know, uh, the background. 
The Asian Development Bank approves another $400 million policy-based loan this time to help Filipino farmers and reduce poverty in rural areas. The regional lender says the loan will allow Philippine government to expand economic opportunities in the farm sector and provide social protection to rural families. The loan also includes additional assistance to farmers making the transition towards high-value crops and those affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The Philippine agriculture sector, which employs a quarter of the country's labor force, grew 1.6% in the second quarter, the only sector that saw growth among major industries. But that was not enough to offset losses in the economy as it slipped into a recession in the second quarter. The first real estate investment trust or rate in the Philippines finally lists on the stock exchange. More than 10 years since the rate law was passed, the Ayala-backed A-Rite raised nearly 14 billion pesos from the exercise, selling half a billion shares at 27 apiece. While its price is trading slightly lower now, it's seeing decent volumes. A-Rite is a corporation that primarily invests in income-generating real estate and investors get a share of that income. To be two times oversubscribed during these difficult times is a testament not only to the attractiveness and quality of this product, but also to the trust and confidence of investors in the sterling reputation of its sponsor, Ayala Land Inc. If you're a foreign investor and interest rates there are practically zero, I mean, this provides yield of between 4.5 to 5%. It gives a good alternative to that. Uh, in this yield-starved environment, many investors, who, especially those who like to play safe and are just yield seekers, mm -hmm. they're looking for instruments like AB. Philippine Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez, meanwhile, hopes A-rates listing will encourage other companies to do the same. This as he sees a new asset class boosting the country's Build, Build, Build program. Under the rate law, companies must reinvest proceeds from the sale of rent shares in local projects within a period of one year. Filipina Shell is shutting down its refinery in the province of Batangas due to the impact of the pandemic. The oil giant says the decision is seen to secure the long-term sustainability of its business. The refinery will be transformed into a full import terminal to enhance the company's supply chain competitiveness. Filipina Shell adds the shift will also help the corporation in its clean energy transition. For the second quarter, Filipina Shell posted a net loss of 1.2 billion pesos while first half net loss reached 6.7 billion. Philippine Energy Secretary Alfonso Cusi says, while unfortunate, he respects the decision of Shell to change its business model to adapt to the existing economic conditions. He also assures the public the move will not affect the country's oil supply. More than 20.5 million people worldwide have now been infected with COVID-19. The global death toll has also breached the 748,000 mark, while recoveries are at 12.7 million, according to the latest tally by Johns Hopkins University. The U.S. remains the worst-hit country with nearly 5.2 million cases, followed by Brazil and India. Russia, which claims to have developed the first COVID-19 vaccine, is at fourth place, with 900,000 cases.
The Trump administration is the one to blame for the severity of the coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. That's according to Democratic vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris as she campaigned with Joe Biden for the first time in Delaware. Showing a united front, the pair repeatedly slammed U.S. President Trump, with Harris saying he made the pandemic worse at every turn. This is a moment of real consequence for America. Everything we care about, our economy, our health, our children, the kind of country we live in, it's all on the line. This virus has impacted almost every country. But there's a reason it has hit America worse than any other advanced nation. It's because of Trump's failure to take it seriously from the start. America is crying out for leadership. Yet we have a president who cares more about himself than the people who elected him. And when I would ask him... As the Democratic presidential ticket made its case, Trump continued to attack Harris, insisting she's a liability for Biden's campaign. I read today that she's very short on facts. Uh, she, I think she's going to be a big failure, and I think I look forward to the debate between her and Mike Pence because I think he'll do even better against her then he did it against Senator Kane, which was a total wipeout. So we'll see how it all works out. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Stanley Palisadic. And watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. You can also listen to podcasts of ANC shows. Just search hashtag ANC Podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Stitcher. For feedback, email us at ancfeedback at abs-cbn.com. Stay with the news channel.